welcome back to Fierce Talk Radio. I am your favorite sister in Christ and host, Tara Lene. Now, before I begin, let me check on my sis. Sis, how have you been? I pray that all has been well with you. And if not, slide into my DM and let's talk about it so we can pray about it. Today's episode is titled The Art of Healing. And this episode is for my sisters who are currently stuck struggling with past hurts, letdowns, brokenness, and dysfunction, who are desiring to heal and be made whole, along with being made set free of those negative emotions and experiences, but have no clue as to where or how to start. Too often when we are struggling with hurt, we are told to just get over it. And getting over something that has impacted you in such a way where you literally become emotionally stuck isn't that simple. The truth of the matter is that healing is a process. And I am here to give you hope today, to give you spiritual and practical steps on healing from things that were sent to destroy or break you. No matter what I share here today, you, you have to know that your healing is possible. You, you have to be ready to put forth the faith and believing in God and that he wants what's best for you and do the work to go after what's already yours. Now grab your pen and paper and let's get into the art of healing. There are five steps that I will be sharing with you. So feel free to pause, press play, and replay as many times as you need to. Just make sure you see it through to the end. Now before I begin, I must share this, okay? Everything, and I said thang, right everything we experience in life is first spiritual then physical and to treat any issue we have in life we must go to the root of the matter which is spirit so what is healing well by definition healing is the process of making or becoming sound or healthy again being sound whole and healthy is exactly what you need and want. So let's jump into the first step. The first step in healing is acknowledgement. Acknowledgement is defined as the acceptance of the truth or existence of something. Proverbs 3 and 6 reads, In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. We cannot heal what we are not willing to reveal and accept. Acceptance of a truth or existence of something doesn't make it right. It simply means that you are aware of the thing or the matter. By acknowledging the person or persons and the experience or experiences that you've endured, you begin to anchor them, signifying its proper place, which is in the past. Even if an experience occurred yesterday or five minutes ago, it still is in the past. And this is because we cannot undo what has already been done. If we continue to allow these hurtful moments to replay in our mind, we make them a present time thing and we become more enslaved to the hurt. 
The point of acknowledgement is to be aware of the experiences so you are able to make an executive decision and maintain your power versus being overtaken by your emotions, reacting and repeating this dysfunction. This is also called compartmentalizing, separating yourself from the event or issue while remaining in control of your emotions. Psalm 147 verse 3 reads, He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. Have you ever prayed asking God, what is it that you're missing? What is it that he wants you to learn? Versus you asking, why me? Jeremiah 29 and 11 reads, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, and not of evil to give you an expected end. Everything, I'm sorry, everything you have experienced has a purpose and a purpose to help build you. It is so important for you to understand that there is purpose in your pain. And to find the purpose, you have to shift your mindset from why me to what is it that I need to learn? How can I make this situation work out for my good? And after you have acknowledged what you have endured, the next step is to confront the person or persons who have offended you and express what they have done and how it impacted you. Step two, confrontation. Confrontation is defined as the act of confronting, the state of being confronted, such as a face-to-face meeting, a confrontation between the suspect and the victim. Matthew 18 verses 15 through 16 reads, Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his faults between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained a brother. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more, that in the mouth of two to three witnesses every word may be established. You will need to be bold and unshakable for this step. Truth be told, people are not mind readers. And unless you speak up for yourself, people will go on with their life as if whatever happened to you never happened. Now, there are three different instances of confrontation you may encounter. One being the type of situation that occurred with family where a member who is confronted denies their action. Often their rebuttal will be, well, things have happened to me and no one saved me. In these cases, faith-based family counseling may be necessary to help the family heal. The second instance of confrontation may be, there will be those who have hurt you that's around, but they're not in your life and they may not admit or accept what they have done to you. Or it's someone you know who isn't in your life and the chances of you seeing them isn't likely. In both cases, you may have to find peace with accepting an apology that you would never receive from them. You cannot allow their denial to keep you stuck. 
The third instance in confrontation you may experience is there will be a time or times where you'll find people who are completely unaware of the fact that they have hurt you and will be very remorseful and willing to apologize and even more willing to be mindful to not hurt you in that way in the future. Either which way, you won't know until you go to those persons to express to them how their actions have impacted you. Confronting those who have hurt you isn't about arguing. It's about expressing your hurt so you are no longer bound to them. If talking to a person face-to-face is hard for you to do, you can always write them a letter and then give them the opportunity to respond and maybe eventually meet with you face to face. Acknowledgement and confrontation leads us into our next step, which is perspective. Perspective is defined as a particular attitude or way of regarding something, a point of view. Exodus 34 and seven reads, Keep in mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, and that will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children unto the third and fourth generation. It's so easy to get caught up in your hurt and what someone did to you that you miss pieces of the puzzle. In order for you to heal, you're going to need understanding. And in order to understand, you are going to have to be able to shift your perspective and step into the shoes to see through the lens of those who have hurt you. Even the most wicked of persons have been abused. Now, this is in no way an attempt to legitimize their actions. This is simply me helping you to get insight to the importance of perspective. And if you can just step outside of yourself for a moment, you will see the man or woman who have hurt you is actually a little child or a teenager who is hurting and are inadvertently hurting others because of their hurt. The reality is hurt people hurt people. And 100% of the time, we are battling against generational curses that no one has yet to break within their bloodline. Our parents have committed sins that they have not taken accountability of. And because of this, the sin, the debt that has occurred of their sins has created generational curses, which have been transferred onto the next generation. Matthew 13 and 15 reads, For this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears of dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I shall heal them. A lot of what you have experienced in your childhood and adolescent years is a direct result of your parents' abuse and lack of accountability. This is why you must pray and seek understanding because without it, healing cannot take place. 
And once you're able to shift your perspective and gain understanding of the experiences with those who were involved, releasing and forgiveness will become easy. And this is the next step in the healing process. Step four, forgiveness. Forgiveness is defined as the action or process of forgiving or being forgiven. Matthew chapter 6, verse 12, 14 through 15 reads, And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Forgiveness is more about you than them. Listen, sis, you have done your share of dirt. And if you don't forgive, you will not be forgiven for those things that you have done. In addition to this, when you hold on to offense and refuse to forgive, you become bound by bitterness, resentment, anger, and even jealousy. Now, while I totally can understand and relate to you wanting those who have hurt you to feel your pain, you have to allow Christ to go to war for you. Romans 12 verses 19 through 21 reads, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, and I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thy enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him a drink. For in doing so, thou shalt reap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. There is a peace in knowing that our big brother Christ has our back and that no wrong a person has done unto you will get past him no matter how much a person think they got away with what they did to you. However, in the meantime, says you must forgive to release them so that you are able to receive all that God has for you. You do this by being accountable to yourself, by making sure you are not sowing wickedness into your life, by making sure you are not living as a victim anymore, but as a victor who has standards and boundaries. Step five, accountability. Accountability is defined as the fact or condition of being accountable, responsibility. Galatians chapter 6 verses 7 through 9 reads, Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth into his flesh, of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Sis, you are responsible for what shows up in your life, period. You cannot live a life of a victim. You cannot live a life in sin, breaking God's spiritual laws and expecting physical blessings. It don't work that way, Linda. No matter who did what to you, you have to intentionally do good unto yourselves and others and begin making better decisions for yourself. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 11 reads, When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. 
but when I became a man, I put away childish things. When you were a child, you had no control over the things that happened to you. However, as an adult, you have the say in what happened or what doesn't happen to you. And reliving hurtful experiences is a sign of an unhealed child. You have to understand that you have the power to heal yourself and to be made whole. You have the power to co-create a life full of peace, love, joy, and blessings. However, the requirement is you living and walking in righteousness. Now, sis, I'm going to be honest with you. Before this time in my life, I didn't know what living righteous meant or how to even obtain righteousness. So don't feel bad if you don't know how to live righteous. I'm going to share a few tips with you on where and how you can begin. Galatians chapters 3 verse 24 reads, Wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ that we might be justified by faith. The schoolmaster are the Ten Commandments. Deuteronomy 6 and 25 reads, And it shall be our righteousness if we observe to do all these commandments before the Lord our God as he hath commanded us. Learning to live and love the schoolmaster is how you begin to live a life of righteousness. 1 John chapter 5 verses 2 to 3 reads, By this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and we keep his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. Now, if you say you love God, you have to show him by being obedient and keeping his commandments. He is not a God who accepts lip service. You got to show him, right? We often say actions speak louder than words. And this is basically what 1 John chapter 5 verses 2 to 3 is telling us. The way we show God that we love him is keeping his commandments. Ecclesiastes chapter 34 verse 16 reads, For the eyes of the Lord are upon them that love him. He is their mighty protection and a strong stay, a defense from heat and a cover from the sun at noon, a preservation from stumbling and a help from falling. Living in righteousness, obeying God's spiritual laws will align you with the hedge of protection of God, keeping you from hurt, harm, and danger, allowing you to enter into his rest and in his peace. As I've said in the beginning, everything we experience in life is first spiritual, then physical. Ephesians 6 and 12 reads, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And to treat any issue we have in life, we must get to the root of the matter, which is in spirit. Now, I hope this has been helpful for you. This episode is packed with a lot of information. So please replay this as many times as you need to because healing is a process. And it's a process that is obtainable as long as you see it to the end. 
please share this episode with your sister, your cousin, your good, good girlfriend, your mother, daughter, aunt, any woman in your life who you know is stuck, suffering from hurt and any dysfunction. I pray and hope that this will be a benefit to them as it was for you. And if you have any questions at all, you can send me a message on Instagram at fiercely made lifestyle underscore. Until next week, peace and blessings.